Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. Hello, hello. I was in Yosemite this weekend. Oh, you were in Yosemite? Ooh. Yeah, for my cousin Cole's wedding. It was so much fun. We weren't in actual, like, in the valley because uh, they don't have that many resorts there. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We stayed in this really cool uh, lodge place that was created in, like, 1921, according to when they opened. It was super cool. It was, like, a bunch of little cabins. The wedding was a total blast. That side of uh-huh. the family. I mean, both sides of my family are really fun and do weddings super well. Oh, that's, um, good. that's good. But this one was just like such, it was so much fun to see all my second cousins on that side. And the band, this is like proof that we're old. The band was uh-huh. amazing. And all the songs they were playing were like late 90s, early 2000s stuff. Oh. <laughs> so the fact that like our childhood music is like fully, fully the like wedding people pleasing. Like, yes. You know, classic rock of 10 Oldies years ago. but goodies. <laughs> right. I was like, we were having so much fun. Nathan was singing at the absolute top of his lungs. Oh, and, like, dancing around. That's so cute. and I always love it when he's so wild at weddings because I feel like yeah. most people don't see that side of his personality often mm-hmm, enough. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was right. just like. It was just so fun. I wish Aww. we had more time to like enjoy the beauty of the nature, but we were pretty jam-packed oh, yeah. with events the whole time. But it was still just mm-hmm. like such a blast. I oh. love California. <laughs> yeah. Yosemite was like one of the first places I felt like I was like, maybe I could do Half Dome. This is like, what was it? Maybe like before I met you, probably like 11 years ago, because there's a hiking documentary called a mile, mile and a half, because that's what they would tell each other on the John Muir trail as they were like hiking all through California is like, Oh, yeah. just got a mile, mile and a half to go for the day or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, they, I think they did half dome and I looked at it. It was like, that'd be cool, but also terrifying, but also cool. So yeah, <laughs> but that was before You've I like, always I did been anything, hiking so. curious, Esther. You've just been lying to me then. But you no. always <laughs> been into hiking. You just thought no. you hated it. <laughs> no, I feel like it's been like, I've been in love with the thought of hiking. Yeah. And like the, the romance of it, I guess the romantic like side of things, but not like the actual doing thing until I got on antidepressants. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I was wondering how close were you to like half dome or were you pretty far away? Well, so that's kind of the hard thing, right? Well, so on Friday, which was the day we got there, they finally opened the closer entrance. So but okay. we didn't know because it wasn't like updated on Google maps yet. It was so fresh. Right. So technically I think we were like five miles from an entrance to the actual okay. park itself. So probably like an hour and a half from okay. half dome, but because the of the road closure, it would have taken three and a half hours to drive oh. there. Um, because it's really mountainous. Like it is right. wild how middle of nowhere it feels. And also, yeah. oh my god, this is like the pro. Like thinking about my own childhood with paper maps. The, this okay, was so yes. much better than now currently with Google Maps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because Google Maps decided that this route was going to be three minutes faster than the using the like. <laughs> wider you know it's still one lane roads but it's like fully paved and has a center divider like it was going to be like a couple minutes faster than that and took us on the craziest windiest most sheer cliff drop off (laughs) into a reservoir on one side route that it possibly could have I was getting so carsick and I was like I don't care if it's 
two minutes faster. This is a nightmare. So it was fine. I mean, it's a really okay. long drive anyway. So that was like the last three hours of it was just like gut churningly windy and twisty. Okay. And when we got there, I was like, Nathan, we have to figure out how to not do that again. Like we oh, are yeah, yeah, yeah. finding our own route and ignoring <laughs> navigation because when I was a mm-hmm. kid, you would just look at a map and say, oh, that's way too small of a road. We're not right, taking right, that right. road. We'll just go right. out of the way. So anyway, on the way back, we did do that. And we stopped at this okay, really cute little town because we rented an uh, electric vehicle. So we had to charge it oh, before we yeah. could get all the way down into like the Central Valley. Um, and they had apparently a sandwich place that Nathan was really excited to try. But it wasn't open mm. yet because we ended up leaving so early in the morning. Um, so instead, we went to what claims to be the oldest saloon in California. Oh, <laughs> Is it, like, verified? Or is it, like, the world's best coffee in New York where everything's, like, the world's best coffee? You know, it's kind of one of those situations. It's called called the Iron Door Saloon. Yeah, it's in Groveland, California. And the history convinced me a little bit. I mean, they do have a very official-looking plaque outside. Oh, okay. Uh, But the fun thing is that it has been in operation since, like, the... Well, I'm going to look it up because now I'm, like... It couldn't have been the 1820s. That seems insane. Well, I mean... It was definitely the 40s, though, when, like, there was, you know, the whole gold rush situation. I don't know if you've heard of the gold rush, but... Yeah, I did did hear a little bit of, like, some kind of panning with old men. Yeah, exactly. For us, as Californians, you spend, like, an entire, like, half of a year in grade school learning about the gold rush. Yeah, Groveland's Iron Door Saloon was built sometime before 1852. So 1852 is the first... Uh, like documentation of it existing. It's so, made of solid granite blocks because the oh, mountains wow. are made of granite. Okay. And then there was a tin roof and an iron door. And it was also like a post office. Oh, <coughs> are you okay? <laughs> I, I think I swallowed my water down my lung. <laughs> <laughs> Esther's dying. She doesn't want to hear me talk about Giacomo de Ferrari, okay. who established Ooh. it as a saloon in 1896 and named it James. Is that the Place. same Ferrari guy that did the Ferrari? I've heard of him before. How have I heard of him before? Giacomo de Ferrari. It's spelled yeah. F D E F A R R A I. What I've Why heard of I him speak? like in relation to California. I was he like a very rich person. Well, according to LinkedIn, he is a director of <laughs> shipping for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Googling sometimes is difficult. I don't see anything about that. Because I've heard him in relation to California before, but I don't remember where. Maybe it was a yeah. job history episode. And oh, maybe. About, maybe it was about the gold about. rush. Yeah. Anyway, okay. it was really fun. And Katie, Katie's like followed us for that first like hour till we got there. And so she's oh, like, okay. well, we have to get a beer because it's the oldest saloon. Uh-huh. So we like got, you know, chicken sandwiches and PBRs. And it was just like, Ooh. so it was such a nice end to the week. The weekend was so yeah. fun, like from start to finish. So fun. And it was so nice to have like a quick minute with Katie and Nathan before we split oh, apart, yeah. even though we're literally going to another wedding together in two weeks. <laughs> But whatever. It was were so the uh were the staff members like dressed up in saloony clothing? I wish. No, they were in regular clothing. But they Man, did have a fun thing. 
Yeah, I know. There was a fun thing where people were like, you could see all these dollar bills on the roof or on the ceiling, oh. I mean. And the ceiling was like probably 20 feet tall. It was like maybe maybe 15, but it was fucking tall as hell. Right. And um, all of them were like crumpled looking. So we're like, how did those get up there? Like, I wonder if the whole thing is that you have to lift somebody up and stick it in the slot somehow. And then there was probably like an 11 year old boy who walked over with his dad to this little stage area. Uh-huh. And basically what they do is they take a dollar bill and then stick a thumbtack in the middle of it and then twist okay. the dollar bill around the thumbtack oh. to create like a dart that they, that they then fling into the ceiling oh. and it sticks there and then stays there, which for like my, you know, um, concern about dust in general, that and the taxidermied heads were of like animals were kind of like... <laughs> This might be a little bit dusty, but the, everything yeah. seemed really clean and the food was great. So I had That's to get good. over it. But this kid tried like six or seven times, was really struggling with it. Uh-huh. Went and sat back down. And I was like, oh, poor guy. He, he really tried. Like five minutes later, he just confidently walks right back over without his dad. Does uh-huh. one single hard toss. <laughs> it lands and sticks. And then he's oh, like, I did. Amazing. And I walked away. <laughs> And then his dad goes, somebody get this kid a shot. It was like 1130 on Sunday morning. And he was probably like 10 or 11 years old. 10 or 11. Maybe 12, but still. It was just like, it was so fun. Yeah, it was just so funny. The vibe was just so great. And just in general, the vibe for the whole entire weekend was so great. My cousin Cole and his new wife, Yuri, are like absolutely wonderful. They have such funny friends. I ended up sitting with, one of Cole's other cousins and all of his uncles from the other side of his family. So it's like people that I know very, very, very vaguely. Like I don't know them oh, at all. Yeah, and the yeah. last time we all were together was at Cole's brother Wade's memorial service, my cousin Wade, who passed away a couple of years ago. So that was like such a different energy of like getting to right. hang out with these people because all of us were yeah. really upset, obviously. And for this, it was so joyful and it was so fun mm-hmm. being around them. It was just like, such a good weekend, but oh. I am tired and a little hoarse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay. And I also didn't, and this was like one of the only things I wanted to make sure I did while I was up there and I didn't do it, which was find a chance to stick my feet into some running water. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like some grounding oh. stuff. And we just yeah. did not have time for it. No. So I missed that opportunity. And I'm sure it would have been ice cold because it's recently oh, yeah. melted snow. Like that yeah. area was so snowy. But that was another cool thing is that all of these streams were like bursting with water. The wildflowers oh. were bananas, like the most extensive wildflowers I've ever seen in my life. It was just oh. so cool. You would have that lost so your wonderful. actual shit. <laughs> the lupin situation and there were still like so california southern california has this major problem with mustard because okay when the uh colonizers were coming through and like creating all the the really famous missions in california oh, right they left a trail of mustard seeds behind them to keep track of where they'd been but mustard oh. really took off in our landscape and now chokes out most wildflowers. Oh no. So it's everywhere. And in some areas of where we were, um, there were a little bit, there was a little bit of mustard, but all of the, uh, the rest of the ecosystem is so freaking healthy and like verdant oh, that the lupins and other wildflowers uh-huh. were choking out the mustard rather than oh, the good. other way around, which was like really cool to see. Yeah. Cause little tiny mustard, 
branches amongst uh-huh. all of this p- beautiful purple lupin is kind of pretty. It's just yeah. bad when it's like, you know, entire overwhelming sides of just mustard. Right. And you're like, what right. the hell is going on? But Ugh. it was just so cool. I felt like so fantastic there. Oh, <laughs> it's awesome. That. And then my parents stayed an additional day to go into actual Yosemite because my dad couldn't resist. Oh, of um, course. Yeah, yeah. But also my sweet niece was there. My brother and sister-in-law oh, yeah. brought Penny and also my sister-in-law's actual brother who watched Penny during the wedding. But uh-huh. Penny got a lot of exposure to being around people. Okay. And she, by Sunday morning, was like not freaking out when my sister or me were holding her. Oh, that's good. So she was like, she got way more like confident about self-soothing. Like she'd get a little freaked out and then she would look around and she would just be okay. And I was really proud of her. I'm like, that's gross girlfriend. That is. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) It was so fun. She's really adorable. Yeah. Uh, and also my sister was still popping everyone's balloons about people being like, look, she's trying to talk. And Katie being like, well, she's definitely verbalizing. <laughs> that's not language. That's verbalization. And we're like, Katie, that's practicing and warming up the vocal cords. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're ruining oh. our lives. She's not that advanced that she's like fully trying to talk at seven months old. Seven months. Jeez. <laughs> Don't put that pressure on her. <laughs> She's got to be extremely verbal for this family, I think. Oh, jeez. <laughs> She's a Libra. She will be. It'll be fine. Yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> Just don't don't push her, because then she'll put her feet in the ground, being like, you're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> That's very Libra energy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. She also has a double whirl on the back of her head, which isn't a superstition I was familiar with, but my sister-in-law... Uh, is from the Philippines, and apparently this is like a fairly common Asian superstition that if you have a double whirl on the back of your head, it's a sign of stubbornness. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I can't wait. I'm so excited about wait. this kid. <laughs> anyway, I guess oh. we should pull a card now that I've just fully, yeah. again, Esther, you just can't get a word in edgewise when I get going, and I'm so sorry about that. Oh, no. I haven't. I didn't do anything all weekend. You're fine. I watched, like, Welcome to Wrexham, which is a soccer, like, documentary. Oh, hell yeah. I watched all of that as it was airing. How much do you want Rob McElhaney's kitchen? That's my real question. Oh, yes. His couch looked amazing. His whole house? His whole house. The windows, the backyard. Also, it cracks me up that that Rob McElhaney, I don't know his last name, because I've never watched anything. McElhaney. Yeah. It cracks me up that he's, like, to me, like, Ryan Reynolds is sort of, like, the face comedic, like, relief and rob is sort of like the heart of the project like he's yeah, the one that's totally. kind of like really passionate about it and ryan's there because he's wanting to support things you know yeah he's also excited about it but he has a bunch of other stuff going on and rob yeah, is like yeah. this is the only thing this is I the only thing about. i have in my life <laughs> they're still producing episodes of it's always yeah. sunny in philadelphia he's still like on a tv yeah. show but he just cares about Rexham. <laughs> He does. So now I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I could watch soccer, you know, like, cause I now I understand could. about more. Yeah. I, cause I think that especially with like European soccer, all the different levels are really confusing. Right. So you don't know how, I mean, I guess I always felt like I wasn't sure how seriously I needed to take any of it. Right. Right. But then obviously Nathan's super into soccer. And so, and especially like the premier league. So I started watching a lot of it then. And then Wrexham mm-hmm. is what made me like actually, yeah. Care about it because I think it really amplified the idea of like 
one of the beauties of this really complicated system of having all these mm-hmm. different levels and relegation and all of that stuff is that really small towns can still have yeah. incredibly vibrant communities. And sometimes yeah, yeah. those communities just need a little bit of extra, you know, influx of enthusiasm or whatever. And it can make right. like, a huge, enormous difference in how they do like in terms yeah. of leveling up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's fun. what I was I was telling my, by a friend who's Canadian, because like in the States, soccer isn't a big thing at all. Like we barely have any like, you know, pro teams or whatever. And I said, I think the only thing I could kind of compare it to is like high school football for a community. Yeah. Because that's, but it's even then it's not even as intimate. Right. Yeah. So it's, 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 that's, what's kind of like more appealing is that it's like a community driven thing. Yeah. And like, you really impact, like, it's like for community. Right. Where in the States, we really don't have that sense of like coming around to doing, you know, like one singular thing. Professional teams just get moved. Like, yeah, it just happened to San Diego where their football team moved to LA and now there are two football teams in LA for kind of like, only money reasons and people who right. live in San Diego are like, I've been a fan of the chargers my whole entire life. And now I fucking can't stand the management of it because they made this decision. So I know it's just like, yeah. you know, that in, in the United States that teams can just move <laughs> or the right. Raiders right. moving to LA or to Las Vegas. Like, right. It's just Oakland was all about the Raiders and now they're just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that can't so- happen if it's these like tiny regional teams yes or even huge right. regional teams yeah and i talked yeah. all about my tottenham panic attack on the podcast yeah yeah <laughs> we could flash back to like four episodes ago <laughs> yeah which did make our friend natalie worry about me going to see lizzo in concert oh like, right I just listen to your podcast where you're talking about how you get panicky <laughs> in crowds are you sure you'll be okay at lizzo <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think so. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, I don't even think we've talked about me going to Lizzo, but whatever. We don't have time. We have to do it. It's fine. We can talk about it next time. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just spoiler alert. It was great. And I loved it. (laughs) All right. I'm going to choose a card of the day. Okay. And then we'll get started. Just a quick. Esther, you can cut as much of that out as you want. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think people are now used to like a good twenty-minute banter with us now, so yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. We also only it's the have new like, normal. three episodes left until the end of this the winter spring season. Yikes! And then uh, we're going to be on break until fall when you will be back in the United States. Yes. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Esther's like, and I feel totally chill and it's super fine. calm about that. I already have a recording studio. So <laughs> that's awesome. And the card is the eight of cups, which is hilarious. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> Maybe I'll choose the second one. And the three of wands. Aww. Oh, yeah. These cards are for you, Esther. Yeah, they're just planning, playing to keep going. Just Yeah, yeah. they're just it's... leaving and planning and movementy you got this girl don't like that okay i just want can i just blink and it just be done for me please wouldn't that be amazing if that's how we can make transitions happen like oh i'm not Uh, gonna worry about this it's over now no (laughs) no of course not well our first question of the episode is from our favorite queen patrick aka stella who yes. has asked a question before i believe their last question was about the book that they're writing yeah we told which them they we said to send it. to us <laughs> and then 
they did put a date in the podcast in the podcast Facebook group. So we are still oh, concerned about good. that. So keep going, keep going, Patrick. We still want to yes. read it. Yes. Okay. Patrick says, "Hello from Florida. I'm sure you've seen by now the recent bills in place that have limited and criminalized drag queens on top of restricting the lives of trans men and trans women." This bill has greatly put a damper on my drag and tarot business on where I can make appearances and such. My question for the cards are where can I redirect this creative energy I would usually spend on putting in my appearances? It's been suggested I create TikTok and YouTube content, plus I have my book on tarot as well. Ha ha ha, we remembered. And or do you <laughs> Way to go do, us. <laughs> or do I focus my energy on my day job? I could use some insight while navigating this time. Yes. yes, I remember seeing your your Instagram, I believe, story or post about you stopping at the clubs that you were you reading at the clubs that you I had know. been previously scheduled at. So it's just so upsetting. Yes, it's just so absolutely. upsetting. We're so sorry to our Floridian listeners. It fucking yeah. sucks, or really anyone who Ugh. lives in any state that's acting so wild about like stupid something so so thoughtless and so terrible and dehumanizing but yeah i like this question i feel like Me i don't too. even really want to talk about how if if patrick should be focusing on his day job oh because <laughs> <laughs> that's not fun no, no still because i, I, like I think the so core of the question is right yeah because i think the core of the question is where to redirect this creative energy right exactly and i so doubt we'll the creative energy that patrick there. has will be at his day job no satisfied with day jobs right right <laughs> so how do we want to approach this question then ba, 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 maybe uh let's see mm-hmm. where they can redirect creative energy and see what yeah okie doke sounds good let's see if we'll, we'll see if there's a, a, a tiktok card that comes up <laughs> or a youtube card would be TikTok probably like the Wheel of uh, Fortune because of his clock maybe probably oh yeah probably and maybe like a seven of cups alongside it or something oh yeah yeah that's true okay all so right Patrick's, Patrick's directing creative energy cards are wow. flying everywhere okay what did you get i got the ace of pentacles and the five of pentacles i got the ten of pentacles and the empress okay i think it should still involve drag because to me the empress is very draggy right totally um and the rest are pentacles so right. it means money uh, the the Five of Pentacles is strange. The Five of Pentacles does seem strange, except for the fact that currently, right now, mm-hmm. there's not a way for Stella to be making money doing appearances. Right. So in that way, the Five of Pentacles kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Ten of Pentacles, because that's so much like about establishment, but then there's also the Ace, which is about like newness. New I thing? think that really leaning into all of the work you've already put into this does make the most sense. Like finding a new strategy for the financial part of it, because those are paired together. Right. But then leaning into 
like the established like you already have kind of like the route you can go mm -hmm. i guess like you already have an idea and an ability to create stella's appearances and like the things mm -hmm. that stella can do um the ace of pentacles and five of pentacles paired together is just so hard because it's like yeah you there isn't money in this you need to right. think of a new way to be making money through this yeah I, I think it's kind of like a recognition of that this won't be as like financially lucrative as it has been in the yeah. past for the moment for the time being um but to like also when you say ten of pentacles and like that foundational maybe start like leaning on former clients as well and yeah. just saying oh, I'm still looking idea. for readings like and start you know you know having like like because I know that Stella enjoys giving readings in person. So perhaps right. like adjusting to Zoom, you know, sort of readings or, you know, written ones where you're still doing what you love. Yeah, or like but private it's parties in a safer rather space. than Yeah, private parties rather than at like locations or venues right yeah but yeah i yeah. like the idea of utilizing people you've already worked with as being exemplified by the ten of pentacles i think that that's a really mm -hmm. astute use of that yeah 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 I okay like should we too. pull some more cards about like a specific next step yeah let's do next steps I got the four of wands and the hermit. Okay. Well, I got the 10 of wands and the four of swords. Oh, I, I think from my two cards, there is the pressure and the burden and the struggle and the necessity for rest. Yeah. At, you know, and even for, kind of like, like the, the four step. of wands and hermit alongside of the four of swords is like uh -huh. maybe yeah I guess I'm kind of surprised to have the cards be saying to like take a step back but it seems like maybe in the short term like your immediate next step needs to be to sort of turn inward and r allow yourself to rest rather than trying to come up with a solution right away like right. as all of these laws have been enacting you've been burdened with more and more of these wands and you've been feeling more and more stressed out about it Mm -hmm. And so now your first step of action is to like kind of turn inward, isolate yourself a little bit, spend some time resting and being at home and mm -hmm. putting down some of those wands. And then you can reassess after you've given yourself a little chance to rest. So yeah, maybe yeah. not forcing yourself to make a jump immediately, maybe mm -hmm. thinking about the context of using prior clients to figure out ways to still be like bringing forward Stella in ways that you know that she wants to be there for. Um, yeah. and, but for now, like just letting yourself rest for a little bit would probably be a better thing than trying to yeah. like, immediately jump into the next thing. Mm -hmm. Cause it is yeah. stressful. I mean, you're being like in a lot of ways yeah. targeted and yeah. Yeah. so figuring out how to heal that, Mm -hmm. and feel okay again will lead you to more ideas about what you can do for the long term but in the short term just letting your body sort of like get back to some sense of normalcy instead of panic mode would be yeah. a good idea yeah yeah i agree 
at least just like for the first initial steps, because I do think with our first cards, you're meant to do this. Right. Exactly. But the second set is the second set was specifically your next step. And your next step is taking some quiet healing. Yeah. And then you can move on to that other stuff of like moving forward. But right now you need to let your body and your Mm -hmm. mind sort of settle and release some of those wands you're in charge of. Yeah. Yeah, release some of those tensions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good luck, Patrick. Yeah. Keep us keep us informed. We love you so much. And of course we of course we want to read your book. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Keep us with that too. Hope for the best. Yeah. <sighs> Florida. Mm. Also, I'm like I don't want to just be anti Florida in general because I love so many people there. And so oh, do yeah. you. Like we both yeah. have huge chunks of Florida that like, family mean a in lot Florida to yeah. us. But it's just like so upsetting. So upsetting. Mm, yeah. All right. So our next question is from Lauren and Lauren says, recently I've been contemplating a significant decision in my life, pursuing a master's degree as someone working in higher education. I have the fortunate advantage of tuition benefit through my job. And it seems like a missed opportunity to not take advantage of this perk. However, the decision has weighed on my mind for quite some time. Uh, so she has a background in business and psychology She started another program that had an emphasis in marketing, but decided that she didn't like it, but she's currently finding herself at a dead end in her, in her existing job. And so she says, as I ponder my options, two programs have caught my attention, a master's in social work and a master's in marriage and family therapy. However, I'm unsure which path is the best fit for me, especially considering my long-term goals remain unclear. One thing is certain. I am deeply passionate about the study of mental illness Uh, becoming a therapist and maintaining long-term relationships with clients might be challenging to me due to my own struggles with mental health. However, I'm fascinated by the prospect of working at an inpatient setting with patients experiencing acute onset psychosis and other severe mental disorders during their hospital stays. I've consulted with advisors from both programs and they have reassured me that such a career path is possible through either program, albeit with some differences in the journey. Hmm. At this juncture, I humbly ask your guidance. Should I even pursue a master's degree when my ultimate purpose remains unclear? What does the road look like if I choose one program over the other? I'm in need of the card's wisdom to help me make an informed decision and find clarity. Thank you for taking the time to consider my questions. Your perspective means the world to me. Okay. So obviously we'll we'll be questions for this too. I know. And also this is like a conversation that I have with my actual job a lot. And also I have friends who've gone both routes. So I think that like... Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you hear that either route is fine, it can be really paralyzing, which I think is what's happening here with Lauren, that she has found out that either way would be fine. And so now she's like, well, shoot, I was hoping this would be more clear cut. Yeah. Yeah. But social workers can be a little bit more holistic because their job is to help people access resources in addition to providing some therapeutic services, but less extreme than obviously being a counselor in a similar setting. Right. So that's something you want to consider. If you want to be able to say, let's talk about housing. Let's talk about food insecurity. Let's talk mm-hmm. about next steps. Let's talk about et cetera, et cetera. In some ways, social workers feel like they're more involved with that component than a counselor would or counselor or therapist would. A counselor therapist yeah. is still obviously doing a lot, a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff. And it's a very stressful job. And I've had friends who've worked in that field and inpatient treatment facilities, not for psychosis, but for other sorts of issues before. And it still is a lot of work. 
Yeah. But you're working super closely with case managers. So that's the thing is that they're less divided than you might think that they are. Mm-hmm. One thing that's helpful about doing social work in my experience is that people, there's a really high burnout rate in social work. So there's yes. a lot of job openings in social work jobs. Yes. So that makes it easier. However, they don't get paid very much typically, mm-hmm. even with yeah. a master's degree. And mm-hmm. there is a lot, a lot, a lot of stress. Yeah. So it might be harder to find a job as a counselor because those people have a better job quality of life mm-hmm. in some ways. They get paid right. a little bit more. They have a, a slightly different stressors. So in some ways that could be more stressful because it might be harder to get a job initially, but it would be maybe less stressful overall because the burnout rate is lower. I mean, it still has yeah. a high burnout yeah. rate, but not as badly as social workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have family who are in similar roles. Yeah. My cousin. <laughs> yeah. My, well, and my cousin is a social worker. She graduated from like OSU, like master's degree and stuff like that. And she, like you said, it's, she moves every few years to a new position and, and advocates in hospitals for um, like now, like I believe like trans kids. So, That's so awesome. So. A cousin of yeah, yours? Yeah, yeah, my my my, my agnostic. Your best cousin. cousin. Yeah, 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 my best cousin. <laughs> Your best cousin. My sister-in-law yeah. just finished a master's in social work, and uh, I mean, people who love it really love it, but it's hard. Yeah, it's a really stressful. Yeah, job. it is. It's really, really difficult. But she she loves it, and you you passionately advocate for your people right and which that's is amazing. The thing to keep in mind, where when it gets really tough, that's what she relies on. Yeah, so. totally. So, but also as a side note, I do think that you can start a master's degree without knowing. This is maybe just my own personal experience, but when I went to get my master's degree, I had no idea what I wanted to do in higher education at all. I just knew that I wanted to do something that would likely require a master's degree for that. I thought that I probably would want to work in like orientation or whatever. And it was through my master's program that I was able to narrow down my actual interests because then you're being exposed to people in the field in a different way. So in Mm -hmm. some ways, I think it's actually really smart to start a master's program when you're pretty sure, but still open to changes because then you're able to get the absolute most out of your program without getting too like dogmatic about what you think you want to do versus what Mm -hmm. your grad program is telling you about. So if you know that you want to do something generally in that field, starting the grad program without having an end place in mind is okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially because since I'm sure tuition assistance. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure like, like any program, the first semester or two is just going to have some overlapping classes. Yeah. That That's a really good point. Also in the water, yeah. see how it feels. All of that stuff. So anyway, yeah. now on to actually asking the tarot cards. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I guess maybe a vibe check first and then, the pursuing the, or maybe things to think about with each pathway. Yeah. Yeah. Things to consider. <clears throat> so and by each pathway, this? I mean both grad programs, not going to grad oh, school. Right. We're not going to grad school. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Cause I, I, cause it seems like they really want to go to grad school cause they continue to pursue trying to find the yeah. niche. Like, Oh, this doesn't exactly. work. Let me try this one. So yeah, exactly. I think that passion is there. It's just where. Totally. <clears throat> All right, vibe check first. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> what did you get? I got strength and the six of wands. Okay, and I got judgment and the knight of swords. Okay. I mean, for a vibe check, this is a really good vibe check. <laughs> yeah, totally. Strength and judgment. Yeah, and a vibe strength. check about going into a broad program. <laughs> and you're going to be successful and you're just going to be that knight of swords like, what, 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 you know, with yeah. all the intelligence. What, you know, that's what I think of like any grad student is like a knight of swords. sound effects. <laughs> Thank you. That was a great sound effect. <laughs> I just think of like the knight of swords just going in the room just automatically like swipe or no swiping <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and I also really like it because I think the six of wands is like so accomplished. Obviously, it's about like celebrating accomplishments. So oh, yeah. it feels like with these other cards, even the Knight of Swords, which can sometimes feel a little bit like half cocked and unthought out and oh, just right. like rushing forward. I still feel like with everything else, you know that it's such a right decision in general that mm -hmm. you're just like, what can I, I want to get started. I want to do this. I know that right. there's going to be success for me here. I know that it's going to feel like I'm achieving my personal goals. I know it's mm -hmm. going to feel like I'm flexing my strength. I know that it's going to be so amazing. So even yeah. with some Knight of Swords energy, that would be the anxiety about making the like a rash decision coming yeah. with your vibe check. But everything well, else about the vibe check is super positive. Yeah. Well, and also I would kind of be surprised or like weirded out, I guess, if it was like a queen or king of swords that came out because they're not at that place in their program. True. And also yeah. like a page of swords coming out would also kind of be a bit strange because they're in a master's program. So to me, the knight kind of fits that like moving forward energy, Secondary not level. quite the, yeah, yeah. not quite like the master, haha, no pun intended, of the program yet, but the energy and the desire is there to well and so know. neither of us are using the transient light tarot but we reviewed it last right. week and they had the name change for the knights as the champions and uh -huh. i like that for this also just thinking about yeah. the champion component of knighthood because that's also in general what you're trying to do you're trying to champion for other people in some way shape right. or form and esther you're totally right about the like timing or i guess like positionality of a knight mm -hmm. it's like you're a little bit of stuff. You sort of know what's going on. You're not like a total, total newbie, but you're also right. like not an expert and having it be swords is so nice because you have that like thoughtfulness there. Also, yeah. even if it is like a little bit quick and you're kind of Chaotic. making decisions quickly, yeah. there's still like components of thoughtfulness within it. And I really like that. If yeah. Yeah, me too. All right, so stuff to consider for Masters of Social Work, and then we'll do stuff okay. to consider for a Master's in Marriage and Family Therapy. Okay, social work, set so things to consider. What did you get? You need to go first. Okay, I got the Ace of Pentacles and the Eight of Wands. So, um, I got the Three of Swords and okay. the Sun. So, I got oh. the Spectrum. Yeah, no kidding. That's exactly <laughs> what you're talking about with your cousin's experience. Right, right. Sun. It's like the lows are going to be low and the highs are going to be high. Right, exactly. Exactly, which kind of makes sense in roles like that. Yeah. The Ace of Pentacles and Eight of Wands being additional to that is kind of interesting just because the Ace of Pentacles, to me, it means that there'd be a lot of like 
practicality about doing social work that would be kind of new to you. Like mm-hmm. there might be some like like tactical job things that would feel a little bit like strange, but also there's some enthusiasm there. And yeah. I feel like the aid of, of uh, wands is sort of like saying that that might be the quickest way to the end result, which sort of aligns with our experiences that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. of these jobs being available more because they right. are, they're difficult. So it has right. both the three of swords and sun energy of like, it can be heartbreaking. It can be illuminating. It can be so beautiful. It can be so difficult paired with this ace and ace of pentacles and eight of wands is like, this would be the fastest way to a new job. I feel like right, my two cards right. are very sort of specifically that with the eight. Yeah. Of, yeah. They're very blunt. And yeah. the ace of pentacles and the Nestor's cards are like, so the thing to consider is this can be the highest of high and lowest of low. It would be fast. It would be a way to get into a new thing quickly, but that is also some extreme like vacillation right. between vibes the freaking yes. three of swords. <laughs> I mean, like, look, I, I pulled the three of swords first and then the sun, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I kind of love because it's like, yeah, yeah this is hard, but it's great. Yeah, yeah, All exactly. Right, so then, uh, Masters of Marriage and Family Therapy, what does that look like? Okay, Masters of Marriage Or what more information do we need for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What to consider? What did you get? Did I you want me to got go first? the nine of wands. <laughs> okay. And the lovers. Oh, I, that's interesting because I got the two of cups. Oh. And the seven of swords, but having the lovers and the two of cups. Two of cups. Is interesting. Yeah. Is it, is it just being very like blunt saying you're gonna be working with couples a lot <laughs> you know yeah like... you you might end up not being do, not doing the exact well and that would also maybe have the seven of swords like maybe you start yeah. the, the marriage and family therapy thing and then you're like actually i really want to it's little... there's information i don't have that i'm gonna get through right. this program that's gonna make me feel more like connecting people with their other people Right. It might not be necessarily couples, although that would be hilariously specific for those two cards to show up for that. But any kind of relationship right. building right. and like kind of like connection building could really be mm-hmm. there. Right. And with to me with like the nine of wands, it's kind of like those longstanding relationships that have been difficult and getting people on the same page with the two of cups. Right. Kind of. Right. Like setting up kind of all of the things that they're carrying, getting things yeah. into place almost. Mm hmm. That's really interesting. I do feel like there's something that you'll learn about yourself with the Masters of Marriage and Family Therapy. Yeah. More so than with social work. I feel like social work will be quicker, like we said. Like, it'll get you into it. But I think that there's more information you can learn about yourself with the Marriage and Family Therapy Masters. So I guess Mm -hmm. it's just kind of weighing those two things. Right. Options. And kind of what you'd prefer to do, since this seems to be, like, the direction to consider for both right right i really like the lovers and the two of cups coming up in a question together like you know i don't see that very often yeah 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 absolutely that confirmation of like relationships and bringing people together after conflict kind of yeah totally like some really deep connection Mm -hmm. yeah well good luck lauren i'm excited to see what you choose to do it seems like both are really good options so it's just kind Mm -hmm. of 
the vibe you're after. But I think right. talking to the advisors was a great idea. And then hopefully these cards helped too. Yeah, I hope so. Sorry we didn't get like a, a very clear answer of like the tower or the, yeah. you know, stuff like that. One but thing I is think... awful. <laughs> exactly. But I think we give you enough tools to be able to... I hope so. Make yeah. a decision, I think. Well, yeah. we did pull the three of swords. It just swords. also came with something that's There's so sun. positive. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, there is pain here, but mm. it just might be worth it. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh. So. Being a human, man. Ugh, humans. It's Why? Like sometimes so great and so stressful and so wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. Aren't oh, we all boy. lucky to be on this planet? <laughs> Oh God! Does that mean not my thyroid really. medicine? Is I was not like, did you take anymore? your thyroid medicine today? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> did you take antidepressants today? What What have we not taken today for this reaction? To Why come is forward? yeah exactly? What's going on? What is the moon head? in? <laughs> Why am I spinning out into like starseed territory again? Which is fine with me. I don't. Yeah, hate it's it, fine. But it is so. It's funny. fine. It makes me laugh because it's like one of the key moments I remember for this podcast. Like the key um, moment. Me being like, oh, my sister thinks that I talk like I'm a human that's just been plopped into this corporeal form. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. I was just in the in a chat with some friends the other day saying that I missed my... Uh, Your starseed moment? Yeah, my, no, my amorphous blob of light form. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't we all at this time? <laughs> oh, some days are worse than others. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's true. you're talking what? me into a deck today. I am talking you, hopefully, into the Pulp Tarot. Which I truly I, did think that I backed on Kickstarter. Well, yes, but now it's like a mass markety kind of deck. Oh. So, now, so now you can purchase it. Um, yeah, from, from lots of websites that's, <laughs> that are not Amazon. So from all over the place. From all over the place. So yes, today I'm trying to convince Holly of uh, to buy the Pulp Tarot by Todd Alcott, um, and this was ta this little blurby blurb was they, their blurb on their Kickstarter was not great. Extensive. Oh, <laughs> it was not. So I'm taking this blurby blurb from where I'll link it in the show notes. The wood the Wootique in London, um, because what their blurb was exciting. What a great pun of a name. <laughs> The Wootique. Oh my God. I love it. That's amazing. Isn't it cute? But it's in London. So we, now we have to get um, our, our friend of the podcast, uh, T, to send us yeah. that to Wootique. She uh, went to another, she was uh, with me on the day where I saw my book in Treadwells. Yeah. And then she saw our book at another bookstore, Watkins. She did. Which is so exciting. Yeah. Well, and at the mention of this, just uh, light a candle for T because she's going through some stuff right now. So Yes. So we love her so much. We love you so much, T, if you're listening. I okay. think that I might have backed it and then unbacked it because I don't see it on my list. So yeah, Oops. convince me. Apparently yeah, I don't have you, it. Okay. I thought I did. You unbacked it, so that, uh, you weren't convinced it by the Kickstarter to buy it. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe I'll do better. Well, also the kick, again, like I said, the Kickstarter had nothing except for the images, which was great, but also nothing. Okay, so this little blurb from the Wootique. Uh, says the pulp tarot gives us a super action-packed twist to the traditional tarot. Each card, uh, each of its 78 cards illustrated with a cast of characters from the glory days of pulp fiction from the 1950s to the 1970s. Uh, Todd, a creator, Todd Alcott, explains how the deck came to life. It, I've been interested in tarot as both an oracle and a piece of design for decades. Back in the 1980s, I started to design a new deck, painting huge new images based on the artistic trends of the day. Oh, Soon cool. the enormity of the task overwhelmed me and I abandoned it. 
more recently, I mean, relatable. Same. Yeah. So more recently, my visual art has been centered around creating new work based on mid-century designs, incorporating manipulating existing images from pulp culture with an emphasis in the startling dynamic paintings of classic pulp fiction covers. The Pulp Tarot expands on that work, taking 70 years of pulp culture ephemera to create a new tarot deck that approaches the classic images of the writer Waite-Smith deck from the point of view of this modern cultural blender. The deck comes in a book-like case with cards and a little white book of meanings that I have misplaced. I have no idea where I packed it. And instructions inside. <laughs> Cardstock is standard 300 GSM, and it's published in Brooklyn, New York, and it's, sent, it's in its, its current second printing. The company that publishes it is the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, which I think is hilarious. That's great. Wait, I did back it. I just don't you know did? what it is. <laughs> yeah, it was well, printed in 2021. Yeah, it was. It was like middle of pandemic-ish No wonder I don't times. remember anything about it. Well, convince me to find it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like taking a plot twist upon a plot I twist. I know. Well, that'll happen because I don't remember anything ever. And now that I've stopped posting pictures of my decks on my Instagram, oh, yeah. you can't even be in charge of it for I, me anymore. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay. So the difference may be in the box because this is the mass market Ooh. box. It's, I love it's, it's beautiful because it looks like a like a pulp book, like a book, novel, right? I love it, and it's like boop boop boop. The one thing I hate is the little flappy thing on the inside. <sighs> Just make the box the same size as the cards, right? I don't understand how this is a difficult concept. It happens so often. I just like I don't need the paper, right? Listen to this paper. Or at least, I mean, even sometimes when it's like a, like, I don't want it to be plastic, but sometimes the plastic ones work better because they don't have hard slip underneath them in the same way. Yeah. Like if it's a plastic insert with a bottom too, it's more functional. Mm -hmm. The paper ones always end up being a little bit of a disaster to me. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, um, who is it? The threads of tape. Oh, Jesus Christ. Threads of fate, oracles. They have like a foamy, like, oh, yeah, border inside. Yeah. And that's better too. Like, it's just something stable. Yeah. That doesn't flop around. It's too collapsible. That's really the it problem. Is. Like, but, even if but it were yes. like, a, like a corrugated cardboard thing, it might work better. Yeah. Yeah. Something better than the paper. But, but I the, love the, the box outside. is adorable. It's, it's so like, cute. I have a couple of pulp fiction books back in the States because I look, I used to kind of collect them and I just love them so much. They smell awesome. really good. Ah, I love it. Old I have smell. also lost the little white book that came with it. <laughs> Again, doing great, Esther. <laughs> well, I took it out because I feel like I I thought I put it back, but apparently it, I've packed it somewhere. So it may be in one of the four boxes of tarot decks that I have packed to send back. Jesus home. Christ! <laughs> have you ever regretted this hobby more than when you're packing to move cross continent and ocean? I, I'm just like okay, because I was thinking like okay, I could like I've given tons of decks away here, like probably at least fifty decks away, probably. Oh my God. And I'm thinking, okay, Esther, at least when you get back, you can just at least sell tarot decks a lot yeah, faster Yeah, it'd be so here. much easier. Yeah, And totally. so much easier. So that's what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ship them back home and sell, sell, sell them a whole there. bunch of them. Yeah. So. That'll be so, way cheaper than trying to yeah. sell them from Korea. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. But, uh, and the backs are, I'm not sure, again, like the Kickstarter, I don't know, but it says pulp tarot, like in this cubicle, oh, cute. like cubism sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, and the cardstock is, it's fine. It's paper. It's a little like little glossy on the front, but it's not like distracting or, or slippy. So I don't hate it. <laughs> so 
but I hate the insert of the box. Yeah. So, uh, to remind you of what these cards look like, because apparently you've seen them before. (laughs) Don't remember. I might not have even ever opened it. That's the problem with most of the pandemic is that I was in such like a bad like headspace that I would Uh get decks and just put them on shelves and never even look at them. maybe you need to start doing like our friend Rachel and just start like a deck every day. So you can like open the deck. I know that you've seen. I probably should. <laughs> I probably should. But then any semblance of organization I currently have, which is an entire shelf of decks we haven't reviewed that I think we uh-huh. haven't reviewed and that's it would be gone. So I have to come up with that's some true. strategy that doesn't. Mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with the aces. Cause I oh, love yeah. all of the aces. Oh, they're wow. Kind of like statistical stars. Oh, no. Artistically different. Artistically different. So this is the Ace of Cups. It's like a generic. It's like a general like Ace of Cups, but it's beautiful. It's bold. It says yeah, Ace of Cups at the top. I love those colors. Oh, the colors of the ground too are so yeah. beautiful and vibrant. It's there. It's it's just. I mean, it just has like a giant, like, like holy grail from a hand and a dove coming from the sky. Yeah. Um. So it's like a just typical. Ace of Cups, but there's sort of like thematic because this is a like specific style of like a Pulp Fiction book, oh, and okay. each of the aces have a specific different style of the books. Oh, so cool. like this is the Ace of Swords. Oh yeah. So you can wow, see that even can like be... the font choice feels like uh-huh. sharper. Yes, yeah, and then like there's a like a, of course like a hand with a giant sword with clouds in the background, but even like the art is different than what the ace of cups art yeah looks like. totally so it's, and the ace of pentacles is probably my favorite of the aces but this is like the what what we think of as like an iconic like deck i'm uh, not deck book like pulp fiction book it's like that bold text and that like sort of like grainy cover yeah and stuff like that it's very much like in the original style that everyone kind of thinks of gosh and the ground in that one too is really pretty Mm-hmm. It's just it's just really really nice. I just like them. That's really and then the, great. I like the, the Ace of Wands background. The Ace of Wands is kind of my least favorite, just because it's not like super exciting. But it is a person with a wand in their hand, and it's again in a different style of like yeah, the font, font at the top. Is so cool. And then the bottom has like a little like in the back is there's like a mountain. It looks like oh what's that? Like a, it's what the flat earthers think is like the big tree that someone cut down, but it's actually like a flat top mountain. I think it's just, I don't know. I just would call it a mesa. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a specific yes. mesa I'm thinking of that, that flat earthers. Now I have to know. Tree. Okay. Keep, keep going. While I okay. I'll keep that. going. Okay. Flat keep going. <laughs> Ancient tree that is now a mountain. <laughs> Devil's tower in Wyoming. Thank you. Devil's tower. That's what it reminds me of is devil's tower. But that's what they think. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yep. I don't. I don't know why I know this. I don't want to know this. I know. Well, I know why because we both <laughs> listen to podcasts that talk about stuff like that a lot. That's what's up. Um, I'll start with the major cards because I feel like that's fine. Um, the major cards all look like giant book covers, uh, and it's it's in the it's like in but they're all very different and instead of being like you know they'll have like sometimes like most tarot decks will have there's just like number on it yeah this will have like major arcana 14 or blah 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 blah. so this is like like a traditional like romance cover oh my god 
And then here it says the lovers, you know, Major Arcana is the subtitle. Major Arcana six because that's what you, oh, the price used cute. to look like. Oh my god! For for those like novels, and so I it's freaking just... love. So they even go back to for that lovers card. It's like the decision. Also, there's like two figures uh-huh. being decided. It's very Adam and Eve. Yes, very Adam and Eve with an angel rushing towards and a snake and an apple and it's God, you know, that terror is panic. So freaking great! <laughs> oh my God, I love it so much. <laughs> um. It also pokes fun at itself. Well, it pokes fun at tarot itself. I think that's funny. So yeah. the temperance card is here. Okay, so I'm going to let you... F- don't don't say what it looks like yet, because there's... Okay, but so you see here. Okay, beside it, it says, Part man, part woman, all angel. One foot in the water, one foot on land, is what it says on the card for temperance. <laughs> And it is like half of the body is a male body and half the body is a female body. And it's, it has giant angel wings in the back. And I believe the, the pink triangle is the, 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 what was on the, what is it called? The angel in the, the original temperance card. Well, and also that's like a historical queer symbol. So that is cool to have that there too. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking as well. I love it. Okay, um, next we'll go with the moon, because this moon cracks me up, because it looks like a traditional, like, Alfred Hitchcock, like, dime novel sort of cover, <sighs> the moon, and then look at these little weirdo wolves, like, they're looking through bearing... a telescope, howling at the wolves. <laughs> yeah, they're just best friends. <laughs> they are, they're, we're just looking at the moon going, oh, like me, <laughs> when I when it's full moon, so. <laughs> I love it, that's so great. Uh, the world is very much, oh, what's a north by northwest feeling yeah. like like that 1970s what is it the air the airlines that oh, pan am pan am feeling exactly yeah, totally totally i love it so much it's really cool it has a, like a map of the like the world essentially with arrows pointing everywhere i and think neon. it kind of looks like the catch 22 the old catch 22 that's what i thought too and it says major Arcana 21 it has the world like at the world card itself as well on the bottom. So. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. I guess it's a different color than the catch 22 cover, but it has the same font. Yes. Yes. I and love then the that. last, last one for the majors is the star because it looks like a flapper. Oh my God. I would have that blown up on a wall. Mm-hmm, and off right. Feet. That is so pretty. It's so beautiful. And she's like kneeling outside of a pond with a tray, like a wooden tray of sorts with like little pictures on them. And it's just so beautiful and ethereal, even though yeah, it's like Yeah, and the color, like the deep, deep blue in the background. It's so pretty. Yes, yes. It's so, so pretty. So those were the major cards that I pulled to convince you. And now the minor cards. Okay, this one is for me because I'm really into like space exploration stuff right now uh the three of wands is this badass like space lady cosmonaut lady love love it so much and God, so the like fonts she, alone esther i truly can't deal i know i can't either i need to i need to know all of them because i need them in my collection but yes just the the, the badass cosmonaut lady is so cool i love her so much because she's like on like a moon just looking out and planning her you know stuff whatever she wants to do the, uh, I'll do with Queen of Pentacles next. I do like this Queen of Pentacles because of her hat. It's just this luscious, Ugh. like, flower hat crown. And she's just the holding whole out a thing. pentacle. What the, how is this a black hole in my memory? 
God, I love that card so much. Isn't that? It, and then, of course, the font, and it's the Queen of Pentacles, and it's just, and, and she's like wearing like an Esther Williams bathing suit with like lace on the outside. Yeah, it's that's incredible. So the colors are so good. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And then the last one is the Three of Cups, and I love how they have like the 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 blonde brunette and the redhead like <laughs> sitting around drinking from these giant goblets. Yeah, and it's just. So quintessential Three of Cups. Totally. It's very, like, also pinup, but it doesn't feel, mm-hmm. like, male gazy almost. Exactly. I don't know. It's just, like, so fun. I just love it. Yeah, and that. none of... And I looked for, like, some huh cards, kind of, to sort of, like, warn you about. But to me, there wasn't, like, any sort of weird, like, male gazy cards at all. Like, nothing seemed yeah. out of place or strange. So, it's all in all, I think, a, go- a great, a great buy. Yeah, so it's so you need to find pretty, it. too. I need to <laughs> find <is>. that. <laughs> It's, I mean, it feels, my it, task. And it's like a fun kind of party deck, in my opinion. Like Totally. So, like, other people would just, like, love this so much. Like, yeah, I'm sure your just, fa- parents would love it. Right. It just has such, like, a good kind of... It's just, like, interesting, I guess. Yeah, exactly. There's something, well, to, like, to look at and to see with every new one, so... Yeah. You know what I was getting it confused with? I'm realizing there was another what? pulp deck on oh, yes. Kickstarter that was called, like... Pulp fantasy art, po- yeah. Oh, okay, it was based okay. on a magazine from the forties. Oh, okay. And that one, I didn't like the font. I mean, it's still cute. It's by somebody named Bobby Alexander. That one was from last year, though. So there's like definitely some weirdness with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did really well. I mean, I guess it had a lower, um, a lower funding. Amount. Okay. Like significantly lower. I guess it didn't do that well. Just kidding. It got many, <laughs> many hundreds of percentages, but the Pulp Tarot <laughs> got to $78,000. And the yeah. one based on the magazine was 705% funded, but raised like $3,500. Oh, okay, okay. So I think I was confusing those two. Oh, okay. But I did back the Pulp Tarot, and I need to find it because holy crap, I love it. Yeah, and I'm sure the cardstock is different, too, so you may have even have better cardstock than what I have. Who knows? I mean, there's no way to tell, because I don't know where that deck is, and I might not ever. <laughs> it's lost to the stars. It very seas. well could be. Yeah, it's been a, a like gift to the other side somehow. Who knows yeah. where it is or what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love it. Thank you for sharing that with me and yeah. lighting the fire under my ass to try to find it. <laughs> yeah. You can do all it. Right. I believe Well, that's it. our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information and question submission form at wildlytarot.com. And like our friend Claire says, buy our book, <laughs> The History of Tarot Art. It's available where books are sold, and we want to keep it that way. It's also a link in the show notes do. every single week. So we do it every single week. You. And it's beautiful. It's it is beautiful. beautiful. We're so proud of it. Yes. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast, at Celestial Esther, and at Holly Enchanted. Also, you can join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook or join our Discord server, which is linked in the show notes. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love, we love you, you so much. <laughs>